Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio, WLMW 90.7 FM, Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVV Radio in Las Vegas, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Today we have an exciting episode. You can see that I am on location this weekend at the Robert Scott Bell Union. This is a homestead event at the Goody Farms Homestead. And so we're going to make this into a four-part episode. You are going to be uh, given some of this wisdom that we've learned here at this family-friendly event here this week where we've learned so much. We've learned about gut health. We've learned about how to make kombucha farmer's cheese, which you're going to see in one of our upcoming episodes. We've learned about spiritual health, rest. I have had the pleasure of speaking myself as well. And this weekend, we also revealed our very first ever Faith, Family, and Freedom Volume 1 Summer 2023 Edition. You can get this by just going to TarynGregson.com and it has uh, various forms of my previous episodes with so much wisdom uh, imparted on all of you all, as well as some of my favorite ways to uh, faithfully pursue freedom and equip you with recipes and products and things that help you to achieve that. So today we are going to talk to Robert Scott Bell himself, who is the, uh, the inspiration behind this event. And stay tuned for the next several episodes as we bring in organic farming, homesteaders, and a, uh, and a homeopath uh, nurse who's going to teach you parents and mamas what to have in your medicine cabinet. Ditch the Neosporin and she's going to give you wisdom on how to use silver gel and things like that. So without further ado, let's hear from our sponsors and Robert Scott Bell. This episode is brought to you by The Freedom People, providing comprehensive solutions for individuals and businesses to take control and protect their freedoms. Visit thefreedompeople.org to reclaim your freedoms. This episode is brought to you by The Carnivore Bar, providing a fuel source for ancestral carnivore, paleo, and keto eaters who value their on-the-go autonomy without sacrificing quality nutrition. Visit carnivorebar.com for more information. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Robert, so we're out here at the Robert Scott Bell Family Reunion. We're in Joplin, Missouri, in the heart of America, which yeah. is not too far from where I'm from and where I grew up and where we're now back living and trying to build our own homestead. So this has been a great learning experience for us as we go on that journey, my husband and I. How did this uh, event come together? 
this family reunion around your fans and community. It's, a, it's amazing because we actually call it a family union yeah. because we haven't done it yet. Oh, there so you go. So next year it'll be the reunion. Mm -hmm. I think we'll do it again if we can. But uh, uh, God bless you for coming with your family. I love meeting your husband and kids and uh, just, just amazing what we're doing. And I think uh, uh, how this happened is not me, I don't think. I don't perceive sure. it. As I talked earlier about you know my mission and passion is to reconnect people to the source of all healing, and that is... The wisdom of the creator right how do we align with that and i think people were for years now 24th year broadcasting are resonating with it more than ever more than just to listen from afar right when we do our shows and you know even when you were on tv it's like we're brought into their living room or whatever it is but there's something about getting together like this you know and we've oh, done events too but to, yeah and, and we've done events you're an amazing mc like i said and i know mc she's awesome so much fun to watch but when we do those events, those are great too. But this is quite different because we're on somebody's farmstead, homestead, coming in not just to talk about things that we know, but also to witness and experience them, to learn about. It. You were milking goats this morning, we right? It was like I was a city slicker kid. I didn't learn a fraction of what I knew until after I, you know, graduated from university, and then I had to deprogram sure. from all of that to know the stuff that really works. So. I, I'm still ready to hear and excited and anxious to hear the stories of people, how they came to this, how, besides just listening to the show or being part of it, but what is it that draws somebody out of their comfort zone? Because mm -hmm. it's a big deal for you. Grab their, your family, get in the car. You know how much fun it is to have little kids in the back of the yeah, car. Yeah, that road trip was not very much fun. It was four and a half hours, but but they've had a phenomenal time. Oh, well, time. they're here. You give them the experience that they'll, even if they're little, they'll, it'll impact on them, even in ways that they might not consciously remember. And I think about the, the journeys we have to, to, you know, I think about my memories and going places and being places. And uh, there's so much of what we've just come through with COVID where they tried to stop us from doing all of the things that make life so significantly extraordinary and, you know, wonderful celebration. And, and I know, look, we've all been through hard times. We'll hear stories of people that are here because, you know, they, they needed healing. They were wounded and they heard, you know, how to get well and they've, they've gotten well. Now they... They want to come out and we want to come together so if you have opportunities to do that sometimes it's easier to stay at home but sometimes uh, the reward is so great you don't realize what you're missing when you don't push yourself to go through the four and a half hours of oh my gosh i can't believe we're doing this and then you're there and you're like this is so great it's so worth it it is so worth it you came from salt lake city area we've got people here from california as well as people you know from the surrounding states so mm -hmm. people did go on that journey to get here and the fellowshipping is just so important it's something that I stress you know on my show and you just can't replace it yeah. uh, you have to get together you have to come together as a community so today on this show we're gonna go through some of the speakers that are here and we're gonna impart some of their wisdom we're gonna talk about uh, organic farming how you can do it on no matter how much or how little land you have we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, using the energy with copper right. for for the uh, we call that electro agriculture agriculture, agriculture. Yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about that a little bit today we're also going to talk about um, how to how to uh, carve out a little spot for yourself if you're interested in doing homesteading uh, you know Leslie can can talk about that with us and we're also going to talk in another episode about emergency trauma care and how to do that yourself at home if a family member comes mm. into a medical emergency. So that's really important. We've talked a lot about medical kidnapping on this show and how that is a very real thing for some families out there. And so we'll equip you. But what I would love to talk to you about, mm. and you know, we have so many moms like myself that are coming to this journey. I have moms all the time 
messaging me, asking me, how did you find a uh, medical choice uh, pediatrician where they allow you to forego the vaccines and the vaccine schedule? How do you find a pediatrician like that? And, you know, I try to give them some wisdom to baby step them into that because it is a journey. You can't just dive right in, you know, it's a it's a very long journey. Oh, well, like my wife, when, uh, when we met, she was in chiropractic school and uh, uh, she was, her thyroid was failing yeah. and, uh, you know, she was wanting to go holistic and I said, you got to go organic. Yeah. And she dove in. She's like, everything in my cabinet is out. I'm giving it to the students who don't care and we're going organic. And so uh, I'm with you there. A lot of people need to be baby stepped, but some are ready more than we imagine. And when they hear that truth and it resonates that they're willing now, I'm ready to let go of all of that. And this is not a judgment on anybody who no. doesn't do it that quick. Mm -hmm. But if you feel the urgency of it, it can be a life-changing, life-and-death scenario, right? When we're dealing with, you know, sometimes with the kid, you get the shot and you like look back and how you regret it yeah. versus in that moment you decide because something resonated with you, the truth, and you're like, this I know this is radical from everything that precedes it in my life, but this is a step I must take because it's a message from God. And, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, Taryn or I are saying we're God. That's not no. the point. The point is we're, you know, allowing things to flow through us. And that's an important part of the messaging that I think always comes to us. But we are trained away from it by our, our, uh, everything in our culture that says, I don't know, you have to listen to an authority or authoritarian. And you talk about doctors, pediatricians. As a dad of two, initially we did have uh, pediatricians just briefly and then realized the only thing they're doing is measuring the circumference of their head. I can go to a hat maker. Yeah. And, and we can do that. So in this case, we want to just go beyond that and realize that there's no reason you have to have a pediatrician other than an emergency intervention. But even then, uh, there are folks that can uh, can do extraordinary work, like in the chiropractic, naturopathic, more esoteric uh, fields. And this is uh, hi. Hi, we've got. I love this. We've that was got Sierra. kids. Yeah. We've got kids everywhere. Yeah. It's such a family friendly event, which mm -hmm. is amazing. We need more of these for our kids yeah. and our families. But that's kind of the message that I really want to hone in on mm -hmm. here, Robert, because so many moms feel like they have to have that pediatrician yeah. and they have they have set aside that discernment, that intuition that mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit gives them. Yes. You know your kids more than anybody else. Not to say that you don't need advice and help and, and guidance, mm -hmm. but um, you don't have to rely on a pediatrician. I think talk to moms about going back to where we were a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, not even two, 50 yeah. years ago, a hundred years ago, where moms did rely on that intuition. And I feel like so many moms, uh, they feel it and yeah. they, you know, cast it aside because they they feel the pressure to do so. Sure. Yeah. And that's, again, an unfortunate uh, side effect, if you will, or direct effect yeah. of a culture that has evolved so much mentally. I mm -hmm. talk about the intelligence that we you know we kind of uh, celebrate right but there's a there's a downside to that where you go too far where you begin to worship the mind and the accomplishments of the mind like in the 20th century there were such leaps made in technology that we began to abandon the old ways you know and I realized that there's certain things you can do better and that's always part of life as well but there's certain things that are not based on uh, you know sound principles and you know when we abandon here this is what it's like to be on a homestead yeah. animals kids everything dogs, chickens great. turkeys 
goats. Uh-huh. It's, this is kind of getting back to the things I never grew up with. Just so you know, I'm a city slicker kid yeah. from New York, New York, when I was little. And then I got southernized, but even then I didn't know about living off the land and what it was like. And I'm so encouraged by seeing people now wanting to return to that. And that's sort of like the, we've seen how much technology can make our lives easier. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that ease has brought about disease. Interesting the rhyme there, ease brings disease. Mm-hmm. Um, that is to the degree that I grew up, 24 years chronic illnesses because of modern medicine, because of modern living and clean living and no living in nature. And so coming back to that to raise my kids differently so that they don't have the same chronic diseases and realizing that there was no purpose for a pediatrician in my kid's life. They never got the shots. And I learned the hard way in my own life, my wife with our own experiences with them before we had kids. So we worked hard so we could raise our kids differently in that way. And so their care has been homeopathic and naturopathic and chiropractic. And if I needed a surgical intervention, which thank God, other than a a, a dental extraction, right? Mm -hmm. Like a a wisdom tooth kind of thing. There's never a need for it. And even then, no Tylenol. How weird is that? You know, uh, painkillers, if you can call them that, like Kratom and CBD, allowed my son, even White Willow, the essence of where they synthesized aspirin, was able to be used so that they didn't have to resort to. And I'm not saying they didn't get like the injection to the numb it out. Sure, right? during but you, the surgery. You can yeah. handle that and detox rather quickly from that. It's just an, a one-time thing. Uh, so even the things I grew up with in modern medicine that we think of, oh, that's nothing, take an aspirin or whatever. Yeah. Very devastating to your health. And, and you know, that's the, ad, uh, the advancement in science that we went, yes, let's all go in the 20th century. And now we're going, hmm, maybe it wasn't all so just cut and dry, just do it and abandon all the, the, the wisdom of our ancestors, for instance. Yeah. It's really good. I love that. It's, it's a message to you moms out there that you don't, you know, you don't have to take your kid to the pediatrician just because, you know, just because society tells you yeah. you have to. Um, if there's nothing, if you don't think that there's anything wrong with right. your kid, why do you need to take them to the doctor? I mean, I can measure their head and look at a chart and go, yeah. is that in... You and know if they're growing yeah. well, if their behavior is normal, if, you know, you notice that there are certain things that are bothering them that you might need to go research and, and figure out, and maybe then you bring in some an expert to help you, guide you through that yeah. process. But, you know, as a mother that has two healthy children, I no longer feel the first one I took her to the pediatrician mm-hmm. breastfeeding her at the time the pediatrician's like I don't think she's really growing as much as she should let's supplement a little bit with formula I I said no and I don't know why I did at the time because I didn't totally know at that point either yeah. but I, I felt that discernment but that's yeah. really the kind of things that you're the pressures that you're getting from pediatricians when you're yeah. taking your kids in there mm-hmm. let's talk about why we feel like we've gotten that disconnect especially mm-hmm. us mothers and parents dads yeah. too from using that spiritual intuition that yeah. we get about our health, our children's health, do you think it has a lot to do with just the overall disconnect in society from the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really direct way to say it, and uh, you know I do this and I say it a lot, not to offend anybody, because I, I you know believe in people of faith and their sincerity and their interest in genuinely following the edicts from the Creator, and yet. Uh, we are overwhelmed. We're human. We're fallible, uh, you know, unless we go with our ego and we think we're infallible. But that is the fallibility uh, that we uh, just kind of set aside that portion of our lives and said, well, no, this group of people, we call them doctors, there's something special and different about them. And and you see it even within churches and synagogues, you know, the, whether it be the, the parishioners, the rabbis, you know, worshiping in a sense, 
something that's human, right? Oh, we so praise our doctors and our wisdom, they're so life-saving. And it's like, well, they're the third leading cause of death. What about that? You know, it's, it's recognition that as soul inhabiting a body, you might decide to be a doctor, have a profession, and that's a great calling. I had that calling too, but I recognized as my uncle warned me that if you became that kind of doctor, the medical doctor, you'd be miserable. And I didn't understand what he was saying because my uncle was a doctor. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was 19 and I, I had been through 19 years of medicine uh, for every ailment I had, and there were plenty, that I realized, my gosh, they don't know what they're doing when it comes to chronic disease. And if I did this, the same thing they did to me, to anybody else, if I, was, I, w I would be miserable. My Uncle Bob was right. And, and, and so it was the God thing, and in, in, through my uncle at that point, just planting the seed of doubt, not to challenge me to, because to, he didn't want me to be a doctor if I talk about you know, my relationship to God, because I always knew that was my calling, but it wasn't the kind of doctor, right? Sure. And, and then I learned of homeopathy some years later, and it was kind of an, an, a long answer to many prayers, sure. but it took me time to be open to something like that that was not part of my cultural upbringing at all. And, and so I look at our misplaced worship, I would call it that, or, or our false idols, not to say that we, we, we shouldn't have respect you know, for those that have achieved things, but recognize there's a limitation on their ability because they're humans and fallible as we all are, that if we begin to worship them and just kind of whatever they say goes, and there's so much of that you see oh, yeah. among young mothers and other things, well, the or even a parent who's a dad, oftentimes sure. the dads will side with the doctors over the mother intuition, you know, especially hard with a divorce scenario yes. where you have that, then they pit the children against each other on medical issues. Mm -hmm. And I've said it's it's easier to be married in a multi-faith marriage, you know, having a two, two different religions than it is to have a parent that believes vaccines are mana from heaven and one that has realized, my gosh, this is, could be potentially deadly. That's harder. Uh, so I think that we're, you know, at a place where we're struggling to find our way back, not just on Sundays or Saturdays, whatever day of Sabbath you have, but on every day, every moment, every breath, so that we are not subject to the worship of false authority, mm -hmm. right? So it's a fine line because I'm not meaning to diminish the role of a doctor when needed, yeah. but exactly. outside of that place where if they, they exist far beyond their need because they, our perceived need has been they programmed that need into us. Yeah. Not because it's actually a need, but because they frightened us away from the guidance from the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of the sense of what I see out there. And when, when you talk to people of faith, they go, oh, I, you know, it's sort of like a, that's what that is, you know, but then not, you know, then you find out how much faith you really have to you're challenged at that moment. You are like, oh, the doctor, mm -hmm. right? But God, right? Where but are you? God, mm -hmm. I love that. That's the best saying that you can, you can have, but God, I think it's wonderful. Well, we're going to talk here in a moment about, um, you know, we're going to talk about agriculture. We're going to talk about having your own garden, mm -hmm. um, no matter what space, size space that you have doing that organically how to really cultivate the soil health and how that impacts your health uh you know as humans and people that are that are consuming the things that are coming from this earth but i would love for you in a very sh i know this is hard <laughs> this is hard to do but in a very short way tell us the um the evolution if you will of homeopathic medicine naturopathic medicine because it used to be something of the norm that's what doctors used to practice yeah. and then uh with you know advent of big pharma mm -hmm. big business that was pushed to the wayside yeah. so tell us very quickly because i think so many people are still like oh but you know that's not mainstream that's mm -hmm. not what they say is actually effective yeah. well 
actually that's what people practiced for a really long time. So tell us how they um, very, you know, profit driven way pushed mm -hmm. it to the side. Well, what, what would I say is the medicine of creation versus what is the medicine of man? Sure. Now, should it be completely antagonistic? No, because I think there's a place, as I talk about allopathic medicine, I would never, and I've never called for its abolition, Sure. because there's wonderful things in terms of triaging, and unfortunately it's focused on, a lot of the development has been war, has, yeah. has, has helped us mm -hmm. to develop pretty amazing techniques to save people's lives that have been hit by a bus. Yeah. So you take something that's not so nice and you go, oh, we can apply it and save some lives, great. But in regard to that process of triaging and using that same technique for chronic illnesses that are debilitating and degenerative because of the wrong diet and the wrong lifestyle and the abandonment of the natural world, we say, what is the medicine of creation? Well, we're sitting on it, right? Yeah. It's in the ground. It's the microbiome in the soil. It's the things that grow from it. The weeds that we spray with toxic poisons are the very things that can medicinally restore our health by supporting our detoxification processes. It would be simple as dandelion or the various forms of thistle, milk thistle that are good for the liver and things like that. So yes, herbalism, if we go back in Native American traditions on North American continent or if we go to any indigenous tribes that may still exist or we have records of them, they all used what? Medicine of creation, plants primarily. Now, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann specifically in the late uh, 18th, early 19th century was a physician of his day and they used mercury and bloodletting and leeches and things. And he saw and identified much to his integrity that the medicines he was using to treat his patients were as dangerous or more deadly than the disease, the disease yeah. which hasn't changed much since mm -hmm. that time. And he said, maybe there's something better. Now he was translating, he also was good in many languages, he's from Germany, and he was translating medical texts from around the world, that was part of his job, and he started identifying things, patterns that he would see. And that, from that developed this idea of like cures like and the law of similars, which is the basis for homeopathy. And the first uh, remedy that came out of it was quinine, or cinchona, or china, which is now everybody knows hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Nobody really knew about it, but that was the basis for malaria treatments, quinine. And he converted it by a series of dilution and succussion. So you take that original substance that if you ingested quinine, you would get fever. You would get, it would appear to be malaria. Sure. So that's how they said, oh, I wonder, he said, I wonder if I take it and alter it, dilute it, dilute it and shake it, dilute it, and, and, and then readminister it. Could it remedy that very same thing? And indeed it did, like curing like, law of similars. Mm -hmm. And then he began to expand by now analyzing things in the nat natural world from the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms. Uh, another example is poison ivy, rust toxicodendron. Rust tox, of course, you rub poison ivy on you, what do you see? Now, could poison ivy in a homeopathic form counter poison ivy? Yes, but it's more than that because there are other symptoms associated with poison ivy, rash, eczema, itching, a stiffness of joints. Yes. So it can be an arthritis remedy. And yes, rust tox and homeopathy. So there are a lot of things like that uh, if we used uh, apis, the venom of the bee, is uh, counteract the bee sting. So if you have a, a homeopathic apis, you can use it for various wasps, bees, it doesn't matter. Law of Similars allows it to expand from that. Uh, so th this concept developed into a very systemic or systemized sy uh, system, basically, that would allow us to choose remedies based on symptom picture, not to suppress the symptoms, but to stimulate what they call vital force. Okay. That is the energetic side of ourselves, the intelligence from God and creation, that's beyond any medical school, uh -huh. that is denigrated by those who have gone through medical school. Not everyone, but most, because yeah. they look at everything as materialistic, reductionist, it's only about chemistry, and a lot of it. Yeah, More the better. It. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. you know, so one of the accusations of homeopathic medicine is it's not real because it can't kill you. 
<laughs> yeah, you can drink the whole bottle. It won't get, that's right. That's a bad thing. I Why? was going to say, that seems like a pretty good thing so, to me. <laughs> so you're telling me that the only medicine that's real is medicine that can kill you? Yes. Okay. All right. Now we, we've declared where we stand. And so we see why there's some antagonism in, in that regard. Now it's a marketplace kind of fight. Back in 1844 in America, the American Institute of Homeopathy was founded, which brought homeopaths together because it was a mainstay of medicine in America from Germany. Mm -hmm. And then in 1847, guess what? The American Medical Association was founded three years later for the purpose of eliminating the competition. And it would take many years until the Flexner Report of 1910, where they would institutionalize medical training to exclude anything but patent petrochemical medicines that became our mainstay, 20th, 21st century medicine, that now they dominate due to artificial economic forces, control of government, monopolies, to where they suppressed that history and knowledge and even got us to believe that it's quackery. And, and interestingly enough, Quackery comes from the term quicksilver, which is the form of mercury, which is what the doctors, the allopaths were using. Yeah. So that was used against them. They're trying to borrow it and use it against the homeopaths, which also, what's interesting, you remember placebo, placebo-controlled sure. studies? That comes from homeopathy. Wow. And they use it to try and say there's no, yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of antagonism over more than a century, two centuries plus. And so that's why we are still here struggling to go, how is this strange that we have to struggle to communicate something so basic rooted in nature. Now that's homeopathy, there's naturopathy and herbalism. Well thank you for taking us down that history of homeopathic medicine and how they kind of push that out and that plays into the discussion you and I were just having off camera mm -hmm. about um, A, deprogramming ourselves and B, the, the need and all, so many of us, my husband and I included, craving to get back to times like these mm -hmm. to have our kids grow up um, in places like this because, you know, where we came from, it was, and it still is, people are like, why are you wanting to come back and do this? You know, we worked so hard to, to, to get it, off get the away, farm, yeah. to get away from it. Mm -hmm. You know, that means you made it. But for so many of us, um, we're realizing that that's actually what we want. Yeah, it's wild how we devalue the things that sustain us. And we value the things that are ultimately, in the big scheme of things, meaningless. Other than, you know, we can say they're experienced and I learned from them and I learned Absolutely. that they weren't as important as I thought. And that's part of life as well. So, good, good. <laughs> and so, you know, learning about this for me was imperative for survival. Yeah. That's why I was driven so deeply to go this way and be willing to abandon the things that I had been programmed to believe. As we were talking, I think, off camera about going to the Civil War museums in the South growing up in Georgia and, you know, looking at medical field kits and not thinking a thing of it. Then later, as I became a homeopath, going back to those same museums and finding out the medical field kits of the soldiers of the 19th century were all homeopathic. I'm like, they erased history. They erased history. Do you understand what that means? How they controlled my mind, my belief system by completely eliminating a significant part of American medical history. And then telling me that the stuff I was learning about was the crazy stuff when it was entrenched deeply into the history of our country and the history of humanity. When we go back to natural medicine, herbalism, you go into ancient Chinese medicine, this is long before communism, yes. <laughs> and Ayurvedic, and all of the traditions of native peoples around the world, all rooted in plant medicine and medicine of creation, and we come back full circle, and we're back to like, oh man, you guys are so devolved, you're going back to nature. I'm like, 
this is what we crave because we've been missing it and uh, here we are doing this and I'm like I, I want to see more of this happen. Absolutely. I think so many people, we're going to have a lot of guests upcoming on this show, Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, not only from this event, but we have a couple upcoming that are talking about ranch ranchizing, which is, you know, bringing people together and setting up um, community homesteads. So many people want this, you know, so many people are like, I want to set up a homestead, but A, I don't know how, B, I can't you know go buy 10 acres whatnot mm -hmm. and so we're going to come up with some solutions for you guys because people are craving this people want to get back to their roots people want to get back to um, you know the way that their ancestors and people did it with a modern twist right mm -hmm. you know use a bread maker yeah. if, if to help you make your bread you know do little things like that I do it and yeah. uh, you guys can go on my website TarenGregson.com and get my sourdough bread machine uh, nice. recipe in our faith first volume ever of faith family and freedom by TarenGregson.com. so you guys can get that there you can listen to Robert Scott Bell six days a week yeah yeah six days a week two hours a day plus uh, live and then Sundays we do our Sunday conversations which I can do one with you if you want I would love uh, which we have a lot of great deep discussions on on faith and, and yeah. things that what makes you tick what are your experiences that brought you to where you are and I, I think we need to have more conversations like that to listen to one another because I think well I know I've been inspired by folks from all different backgrounds and faiths and sharing their story of how they came to realize you know my gosh this is a great creation I'm just humbled to be alive and I want to do whatever I can to help others find this joy that we you know can find sometimes it's fleeting but the more we get together like this and celebrate life uh, you just you're like so grateful so grateful for all of this and I'm grateful for you Taryn oh. since we connected and what you're doing I'm just so so pleased because I thought man the, you know, I feel I'm talking like an old person now, but that, those next generations, they're never going to learn any of this. Like, yeah, they are. Listen what Terrence We're doing. trying. We're trying. We're on that journey. Thank you for blazing the trail before us, bringing us together at events like these. And you guys can catch more parts from our RSB Union event. And, uh, and you can Elsa catch Robert too. and you can catch Elsa uh, as well. This is just so much fun out here. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us on this episode. Stay tuned for more from the event. Just a reminder, thank you for watching all of these episodes from the special homesteaders event at the Goody Farms. Well, just a special reminder that you can pick up your Faith, Family, and Freedom Volume 1 Summer 2023 Edition. It is a downloadable uh, e-reader booklet that you can pick up. Or if you would like to get a physical copy, let me know. Email me, Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org, and I will mail you one. We'll get that in the mail for you. But... You can also get your e-reader of Faith, Family, and Freedom at TarenGregson.com. Go pick it up. It'll allow us to continue to bring forth education about your health, education freedom, food freedom, recipes, and so much more. If you support this first volume, we'll be able to put out other volumes after that. God bless. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. God bless and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA.